0: So as Pastor Jarl said, we're wrapping up our chapter three of Proverbs. And today we're covering verses uh, 31 through 35 of chapter three. The title is Wisdom and Role Models. Bring two groups of people to mind as you prepare to receive this message this morning from this passage. One, the people you deal with on a regular basis, people who you're always around, people you deal with every day. And to the people who influence the way you deal with people, those who you admire, who do you uh, admire, who do you aspire to be like, who do you emulate, your role models, who do you look up to. We know God cares about how we treat people. This passage teaches that God also cares about who we allow to influence the way we treat people. So the big idea this morning is, don't emulate those who mistreat others. Don't emulate those who mistreat others. If you're able, please stand for the reading of God's word this morning. We're in Proverbs chapter 3, and we're going to be reading verses 31 through 35. God's word says, Don't envy a violent man or choose any of his ways, for the devious are detestable to the Lord, but he is a friend to the upright. The Lord curses on the household of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. He mocks those who mock, but gives grace to the humble. The wise will inherit honor, but he holds the fools to dishonor. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your word, and as we think on these things, open our hearts and our minds to hear you, amen. You may be seated. So first, a quick review in verses one through 12, for those who haven't been showing up, uh, but those maybe who are are barely tuning in online and haven't caught up to our our sermon series on Proverbs. Verses one through 12, we saw that if we want to experience life to its fullest, we must trust the Lord. With our whole heart and with our whole life. These poetic couplets of commands for us followed by the benefits of wisdom lay lay out for us the compelling call to pursue wisdom and to obey God's commandments. We pursue wisdom, but we also obey God's commandments. Mm -hmm. In verse 1 of chapter 3, and we're just doing a quick recap, it says, keep my commandments. Verse 2 says, life and peace. Shalom will be given. Verse 3, don't let go of steadfast love and faithfulness. Verse 4, favor and success before God and people. Verse 5, trust the Lord. Verse 6, straight paths get you to your goal. Verse 7, fear the Lord. Healing and refreshment. Verse 8. Verse 9, honor the Lord. More help to you. For, no, more well to use for him. And finally, don't despise discipline, verse 12. It's a sign of his love. We are commanded to know God's word, to know his love, to trust him, to know ourselves and to worship him with our best. When we fail to do that, he will lovingly discipline us and bring us back to him as Pastor Jarrah preached a few weeks ago. Amen. Connecting to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 11, which you should always, you know, go back to that if you want to see how God disciplines us as his children. The next section, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through 20, speaks of the, be- the beauty and the value of wisdom. The person who finds wisdom and gets understanding about how life works has greater wealth than all the gold, silver, and jewels they could own. Wisdom creates a culture of life in this world that is filled with so much death. Wisdom enriches all of us who find it, not just in the days of length, of, uh, but also the quality of those days. Verse 16 of chapter 3. The reference in verse 18 to the tree of life is a very provocative. This causes us to think about the tree of life in the garden of eating in Genesis chapter 3. This image suggests more than the long life, but eternal life, being in the presence of God, as long as you embrace the tree of life, in order to prevent to prevent Adam and Eve from extending their lives in judgment in perpetuity, they had to be to be ejected from the garden. The removal provided the opportunity for God's plan of redemption to be filled ultimately in the life, death, and resurrection and the ascension of Jesus, the promise of Eve in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Now through Jesus, who is our wisdom, we have, the con- we have the contact with the tree of life and can look forward to a future where there will be with God again in his glorious garden and in the new heaven and the new earth. Verses 19 to 20 shows us again that wisdom matters to God and was used in creation. Proverbs chapter 8 and, and John chapter 1. Creation is ordered, not, it's not random. The fact that God created all things is why we are able to discover the logic and wisdom of how things work in the world in the, in the realm of science and medicine. Recognizing wisdom and creation should make us want to pursue wisdom and study creation. In past, Christians were often leaders in medical and scientific discoveries, and I believe we need to encourage believers to pursue being the best scientists and the researchers. It doesn't go against each other. It goes together. Because God created everything, right? All truth points to God. Amen. And the last section, uh, uh, verses 21 through 35, unpacks what it looks like to trust God with all of your life. God's wisdom provides personal safety, verse 21 through 26. Pastor Ray Ortland writes, as we grow in wisdom, God protects us from the landmines that sin has hidden in the world. In addition, verse 26 reminds us that the Lord will be our confidence and companion protecting us. This idea is throughout the Bible and it accumulates in the incarnation of Jesus who is with us no matter what we face. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5, New Testament. Keep your life free from the love of money. Be satisfied with what you have. For he himself said, I will never leave you nor abandon you. Amen? Jesus is with us no matter what we face. Proverbs 3, verse 28 through 35. We see the marriage of worship and ethics. Marriage of worship and ethics. How we treat others is a prime Indicator of how we view God and 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 who or what we truly worship. 1 John 4.20 says, and we've heard it before. If anyone says, I love God but hates his brothers, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. How can you say you love your brother but yet? I mean, how can you say you hate your brother but yet you say you love God? You got to love your brother and therefore love God is true in your life. Amen? This proverb calls us to love our neighbor. Ray Artland again has a helpful summary. We are to help our needy neighbors, protect our innocent neighbor, and avoid our violent neighbor. In a culture of life where wisdom is valued, people will help each other as much as possible. We will protect and trust our neighbors. Trust is the glue that holds relationships and communities together. When trust is broken, it can take a long time to rebuild the trust that was lost lastly wise people steer clear of troublemakers and violent people it can often seem that like violent like violent and evil people are getting ahead in the world which can tempt us to follow their behavior the psalmist often cried out about this apparent success but verse 34 of chapter 3 is translated this way in the Septuagint, in the old testament written in greek and it's quoted in james chapter 4 and verse and, and verse 6 and it's also in first peter chapter 5 verse 5 It says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Wisdom fosters an abiding trust in the Lord that emboldens us to love others. Wisdom fosters a proper humility as we know and fear the Lord and all his beauty and holiness and understand our own limitations and tendency to self-trust and self-reliance. So let's read verse 31 of chapter 3 again as we dig dip in, dig into in the text. Don't envy a violent man or choose any of his ways. Hmm. Though violence makes us think of physical aggression, in Proverbs it has a broader meaning, general mistreatment and abuse of others. Of course, no one thinks they emulate people who mistreat others, but Scripture teaches that it is a common temptation. Mm -hmm. To better understand man of violence, let's sketch a portrait based on the rest of this passage. A man of violence can be what? Withholding, verse 27 and 28. Purposely holding back the good that he could do for others. Verse uh, 29, malicious, purposely hurting others. Verse 30, contentious, regularly quarreling with others. Devious, verse 32, crooked and untrustworthy. Verse 33, wicked, morally corrupt. Verse 34, scornful, holding others in contempt verse 35 making bad decisions due to lack of understanding why are we tempted to emulate such people why do we get feel gravitated to that one because we're sinners right mm-hmm. but also because the wicked ways work in a wicked world for a while let's go to psalm chapter 73 And we're going to read verses 2 to 14. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant. You guys see that? When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for they have no pangs until death, their bodies are fat and sleek. They are not in trouble as others are they are not streaking like the rest of mankind therefore pride is their necklace violence covers them as a garment their eyes swell out through their fatness their hearts overflow with follies they scoff and speak with malice Loftily they threaten oppression they set their mouths against the heavens and their tongue struts through the earth therefore his people turn back to them and find no fault in them how And they say, how can God know is their knowledge in the most high? Behold, these are the wicked, always at ease. They increase in riches. All in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long I have been stricken and rebuked every morning. Hmm, pretty detailed text. It could be the cool kid in class if you're in school right now. What about your successful colleague? someone in your workplace is doing really well, an older family member, a historical figure, a hero of pop culture, a celebrity, an athlete, a fictional character, somebody you look up to, someone you admire. Comparing their lifestyles to our own, we can be tempted to say what withholding malicious person is so successful in their career, and here I am trying to be generous and helpful getting Nowhere. Have you ever asked that to yourself? Wondered that to your own in your own mind? That conti- contagious, uh, content- contentious person' Facebook feed is full of pictures of exotic vacations. Here am I trying to be peaceful, and all I have is to post is another picture of my dog or cat. That devious, wicked person seems to have so much fun and so many friends. Here I am trying to be upright, and I'm all alone. I want what they have, so I'll choose some of their ways. Hmm. Don't choose any of their ways. Verse 31. Let's read verse 31. Don't envy a violent man or choose any of his ways. This temptation is subtle. Knowing their character is suspect, we can delude ourselves into believing that we can adopt some of their ways. We can say to ourselves, I know he's a bully, but I like the way he talks. He's so funny. <laughs> I know this celebrity does a lot of evil things, but I like his or her lifestyle. I know she is crooked in, in the way she deals with people, but I love how she looks and how she cares herself. To be girl or guy. Doesn't matter. It is essential that we choose not any of their ways. Why? Because such people are an abomination to the Lord. Verse 32. Let's read verse 32. For the devious are detestable to the Lord, but he is a friend to the upright. He finds them morally disgusting. That's why he relates to them in ways described in verse thirty-three to thirty-five. It says in verse thirty-three, his curse is on their house. Verse thirty-four, he is scornful towards them. Verse thirty-five, he promises they will be put to shame. Violence is a is as repugnant to the Lord as vomit is to us. If you guys ever seen vomit? It's nasty, right? Get away from me. That's disgusting. That's how it is to God. We cannot pick little bits of behaviors of such role models. All their behavior is contaminated by their mistreatment of others. So what is our response? How do we deal? How do we move? How do we act? How do we respond to all of this? We must acknowledge our own failings. We're all failures. We're all sinners. None of us have done right and turn towards Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Not one of us can claim to be perfectly clean here. Raise your hand if you're clean. Nobody, right? This is why we need Jesus Christ. He is the wisdom of God. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. going to read verse uh, chapter 1 verse 24 yet those to those who are called both Jews and Greeks Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God and we go down to verse 30 it is from him that you are in Christ Jesus who becomes the wisdom from God for us our righteousness sanctification and redemption Amen? amen in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom let's go to Colossians chapter 2 and we actually preached through Colossians here. One of the first books we, we went through here at the Acts Reformed Church. Chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. I want their heart to be encouraged and joined together in love so that they may have all the riches in complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. And in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Amen? Amen. He, Christ, is the fulfillment and embodiment of this passage. He is perfectly generous, perfectly good, perfectly peaceable, perfectly upright, perfectly righteous, perfectly humble, and perfectly wise. Amen? The awesome promise of Christianity is that when we trust in him as our Savior and Lord, we are cleansed and forgiven of our sins and failures. Jesus transfers us. Amen? Being an abomination to the Lord. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Verse 29. Sorry. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. Amen? Amen. As Christians, our destiny is to become like Jesus. Our lives are to become who we are in Christ. Therefore, when we are tempted to emulate a man of violence, we can remember that in our hearts. That's not who I am. In Christ, God views me as upright, as righteous, as humble, and as wise. That's my identity now, and that's who I am becoming. So based on who we are in Jesus Christ, let's never emulate those who mistreat people. Let's always emulate our Savior and Lord Jesus. And He and His righteousness is covered upon us. We are made righteous because of what Christ has done on the cross. paying for our sins. So being an abomination to the Lord, to being His confidence, His close and intimate counsel. From God's curse to God's blessing. From God's scorn to God's favor. From disgrace to honor. Amen? So again, a reminder, let's never emulate those who mistreat people, those people on TV, our celebrities, athletes, our colleagues who are doing successful, those who are doing well but may be doing wicked and evil things. Let's not follow their ways. Let's follow Jesus' way. Let's follow God's Word's way. And and, and we're justified by what Christ has already done on the cross, but we're to be worked on our sanctification through the Holy Spirit that indwells us, that helps us to live lives of holiness and of obedience to His commandments. Amen? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in and through us and our belief in Jesus, our Savior and Lord, inspire our heart to seek you and, to, and seek your word daily. Grow us individually and together as we seek the peace of your presence. Help us walk faithfully and fiercely after Christ, reflecting his love, which is what we're called to do is to love you, God, and love other people. May we always lift our progress up to you who holds the honor and glory for who we are and what we do. Use our lives, Lord, to reach those who desperately need to know you and love and let us love them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.